majesty. Let all the earth rejoice. All the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light. And darkness tries to hide. Trembles at his voice. Trembles at his voice. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will sing how great, how great is our God. Won't you stand and sing with me this morning? How great, how great sing. and the end beginning and the end God and three are one He is the Father, Spirit and Son the Lion and the Lamb Lion and the Lamb How great Luther, if you come, our God, sing with me, how great is our God, and all will sing, how great, how great is our God, sing amen, he's a name name
Amen. Aren't you glad that he's great? Greatly to be praised. His thoughts are above your thoughts. His ways are above your ways. So thankful for a message that brought his thoughts and his ways to our understanding. Amen. I love the Lord. I have uh, a request for um, my son-in-law's dad. So he's my grandchildren's grandfather on the other side. Um, he's worked a lot with horses, training horses and stuff, gotten beaten up through his life. And um, he has like a reoccurring thing that happens to his joints. And sometimes it's his elbow. It just swells up and he can't even use his arm. Um, currently it's in his feet and um, it comes and it goes. So I just, uh, I told his wife, Sister Angie, she's the one that got healed of cancer had fourth stage breast cancer um, so we would be praying for him and um, you know it just there's so many struggles in this life physically and spiritually you know and uh, I don't like to struggle but I want to get the victory over the struggles amen so if you request upon your heart let's just raise your hand to the Lord amen you looking forward to the word today amen I'm looking forward to a great day of fellowship let's pray Father, I love you, Lord. And Lord, I'm so thankful that there's no shadow of turning, that you are an absolute Father. The ancient landmarks haven't changed, Father. And how we long, Father, to grow into the image that you have for us to be, Lord. The image that you brought forth in the message of this end time. Just another showing for your people, just as you did as you walked the shores of Calvary, Father. We love you this morning. We praise you and worship you. We thank you for your presence. And Lord, there were many hands that went up. You saw my hands. I'm always praying for my son and my children, my daughter, Carolyn, my grandchildren, Father. I'm so thankful, Father, that you can see the faith that we have as we hold the token over our families. And Lord, you will respond to that faith we have confidence in that thank you for your grace and mercy today and as we collect the tithes and offerings lord i pray that you bless the cheerful giver magnify it to your kingdom most of all lord as we enter the greatest form of worship when the minister would come out that you would move him aside and that you would speak the oracles of god as we need today in jesus christ's name we pray amen Let's just worship a little bit this morning. Father of kindness, you have poured out grace. You brought me out of darkness, you have Fill me with peace, giver of mercy, you're my help in time of need. Lord, I can't help but sing. Faithful, you 
forces are yes and amen. Amen, amen. Give me the key of B flat, amen. Amen. Why don't you turn and greet your brother and sister, amen, really quickly and say, God bless you this morning, amen. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He
Amen, amen, amen. I think the Lord deserve a better hand than that. Let's give him one more great hand. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Brother Steve and Brother Bobby, amen. If you come and give us a special, amen. Let's give them a hand, amen. you folks a whole lot when we're not here. It's good to be here. We're going to try a song. The title of this song is Jesus Promise We'll Never Cry Again. How many believe that? Jesus promised that we'd never cry again. We'll shout on the hills of glory, praising Him. In His likeness, hallelujah, no pain or death will touch us then. Jesus promised that we'd never That we never 
turn to gray 
I don't worry for the future for I know what Jesus said and I know he walks beside me and he knows what lies ahead Oh, many things About tomorrow I don't see To understand But I know Who holds tomorrow And Tomorrow It may bring Me poverty But the one Who holds Sparrow Is the one Who watches me That'd be my portion Oh, whether through The flame or flood Oh, I know He'll stand beside me And I'm covered Tomorrow, oh, it may bring me poverty. Oh, but the one who holds back is the one who watches me. I'd be my portion Whether through The flame or flood 
and I know he'll stand beside me and I'm covered by right out of the Azusa Revival. This, this song is well more than a hundred years old. And uh, this is what the original Pentecostal church stood for. And I said, Brother Steve, we got to get a recording of that. Do you ever figure out the rest of the words? I've got it, brother. You are the man. Hey, man, these fellas got some skills today. So I want to, is that all right? Y'all good? I, uh, I think, Brother Anthony, I think, Brother John, you and Brad had a song. I'm going to bump y'all if y'all don't mind. I told Brother Anthony I want to get these guys to sing. Then we're going to bring Brother Joe on. How many are enjoying the service today? Amen. Praise the Lord. Now listen to the well, words of this one. Amen. If I seem nervous, it's because I am. So <laughs> y'all pray for me. The title of this song is, uh, it's Why Do You Bob Your Hair Girls? Yeah. <laughs> 
I do you, Bob, your hair girls, you're doing mighty wrong. God says it is your glory, you should wear it long. You spoil your lovely hair girls to keep yourself in style. Before you, Bob, your hair girls, just stop and think a while. Why do you bob your hair, girls? It is an awful shame. Rob the head God gave you and bear a flapper's name. You're taking off your covering. It is an awful sin. Don't ever bob your hair, girls. Short hair. Why do you bob your hair, girls? It does not look so nice. It's just to keep in fashion. It's not the Lord's advice. And every time you bob it, you're breaking God's command. You cannot bob your hair, girls, and reach the glory land. Why do you bob your hair, girls? It's not the thing to do. Just wear it, always wear it, and to the Lord be true. And when before the judgment you meet the Lord up there, he'll say, well done, for one thing, you never bob. Why do you bob your hairs? You're doing mighty wrong. God says it is your glory, and you should wear it long. You spoil your lovely to keep yourself in style. Before you bob your hair, girls, just stop it.
this is my desire to honor you Lord with all my heart I worship you all I have within me I for the word amen we're going to take up one prayer request before we go i just want to bring it to your attention um we want to pray for the assembly up there in virginia brother ronald dean spencer and uh he hasn't you know he just got some recent news that's not favorable for the cancer that's uh infecting his brain and now it's moving into his eyes and brother tim prude is there ministering and ask specifically if we would be praying for him this morning in the service ministering and for brother ron and for that assembly that's a you know that's a a real burden for that whole assembly you're going to be praying for him this morning amen we're happy to have you all here in the house of god you're going to get to meet the rest of the haddishell family one of the chairs dances with them and we're happy to have all them here amen sister martha sister Amanda, good to see y'all here this morning god bless you amen i i, I know you've already shook hands so i'm not gonna uh, make you do it again but are you happy to be in the house of god and uh, i think brother joe and sister becky gonna sing about 10 songs for us real quick <laughs> gonna sing one anyway and then we're gonna have some fellowship amen uh, out in the hallway uh, out in the fellowship hall and uh, be awful crowded in that hallway uh, out in the fellowship hall and i'm looking forward to it a whole day whole afternoon we're going to have some some more singing and fellowship praise the lord we'll get to uh, some of the songs we had to x out today amen god bless you are you ready now say lord here's my cup i lift it up amen let's let's bow our heads in prayer just for the assembly in virginia master we're joining together as an assembly Lord, we're praying for Brother Ron Spencer. We're praying for that whole assembly there in Virginia. Praying for Brother Tim Pruitt as he's ministering there this morning. We're joining our faith 
to their faith. Now, as the way Brother Branham described it, you join your faith to our faith and push this promise through. Lord, we are looking to the unseen today. We are disregarding, Lord, we appreciate our, our doctors. We appreciate medical science. But, Lord, once they can't save Brother Ron's life. Only you can do that. So we are appealing this case to you, Lord. I pray that you will grant this victory to Brother Ron, to his family, to that church, and to the bride around the world, Lord. May it be so. Amen. Now, Father, as we turn to the Word of God, we ask you to anoint the speaker, anoint the hearer. Lord, as we continue to worship you in song and ministry, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing it again. This is my desire. Oh, this is my desire to honor, honor. It's going to be an E flat, and it's actually going to be a cappella. So I just want you to give me a chord. Well, every hope that I have here in this old sinful world is anchored in the blood of the Lamb. And when the storms of life are raging And I'm tossed to and fro I find peace beneath that flow My hope is in the blood Of the precious Lamb of God there is no other fountain, so no fount so sweet. It has washed away my sins, 
gave me peace and joy within. My hope is anchored in His blood. Now only one thing will matter when my time has come to die. All the treasures of this world won't mean a thing, all but the joy of knowing Jesus. It will vanish all my fears, for He took, He took away death's sting, and my hope is in the blood of the precious Lamb of God. There is no other fountain, so no fount, so sweet, well it has washed away my sins, gave me peace and joy within, my hope is anchored in His blood. Now only one thing will matter when my time has come to die. All the treasures of this world won't mean a thing. All but the joy of knowing Jesus It will vanish all my fears For He took, He took away death's sting And my hope is in the blood Of the precious Lamb of God There is no other fountain, so no found, so sweet. Well, it has washed away my sins, gave me peace and joy within. My hope is anchored in His blood. Amen. can do it with music now if you want to. Well, my hope is in the blood of the precious Lamb of God. Well, there is no other fountain found so sweet. Well, it has washed away my sins. It gave me peace and joy with my hope is anchored in His blood. Amen. No other fount so sweet. I don't know what your hopes are anchored in this morning, but I implore you, amen. Don't anchor it in nothing else but the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. That'll be all for the music this morning. If you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to turn with us. You can
trouble follows. And everything that he got, his, he got involved in was trouble on every hand. And his mom and dad said, why do you have to go down amongst those Philistines, uncircumcised, when we have daughters amongst your brethren? And it grieved their heart. And, but if you go on down into the, that's in, in uh, to the next verse, it says, but they did not know that it was of the Lord. Because God sought an occasion against the Philistines because they had dominion over the children of Israel. Everything was for God's purpose and his plan. And we look at, as we're going through it, we're like, oh my goodness. I can't, I can't handle this. But as you're going through it, knowing that there's a purpose and a plan for everything in your, in your life that God has. Now, some people, when hard times come, I had a brother in the message who told me that he lost his son. And he said that what happened to him is he just gave up on everything. He quit going to church. Quit talking to people. He, he didn't want to even be around any believers. And that's what will happen sometimes. And what I wanted to talk about is, is the world, it'll tell you um, when you listen to a song or you watch a movie or you see something like that, it says, well, pick up a bottle. Go to an old bar stool. I'll tell it to the old Long, tall, cold beer. I'll talk, I'll talk to that one, or I'll talk to the liquor glass, or I'll talk to this, that, and other. And that's the answer that the devil wants you to take when a hard time comes. He wants you to turn to everything except for God. If he can put a pill in your hand, or somebody says, have you got a cigarette, maybe when they're nervous, see? It's these kind of things that'll calm your nerves. But Brother Bam said there's not a pill that can take away that nervousness. And we know it's spiritual warfare. And the devil puts things in your life to throw you off track. Oh, but what the enemy meant for evil, God meant it for good. He can't win either way. He's a defeated foe from the word go. Just going through the motions. We have to believe. Amen? Now, there's something that took place in Brother Branham's life. We wonder why these things have to be. My heading on this one is called the danger zone. So now the what is the trouble. So now so what? See? So what? Brother Branham said, Now there was the hardest and most treacherous time of my life, taken from the life story. Sharon Rose was laying, dying. Her eyes crossed. She was suffering so hard. And he said that he prayed and it was like a black sheet came down. God wouldn't hear his prayer. He said that was the most treacherous time of my life. Because I want to tell you something. You're going to go through something in your life. You are going to get a knock like you've never got before. And don't wait till that time to find out where you stand. Make sure your hope is anchored in nothing less than Jesus Christ. Because it'll knock you for a loop. It'll knock you plumb out. 
And don't look at somebody who maybe it didn't happen to and say, well, they're a superman. They're a lot stronger than I am. Like I told my son the other day, I said, when you go to the gym and you're a big old boy, you might could pick up deadlift 400 pounds or something like that. But another fellow might come in like my size, I might not be able to get up maybe 200 pounds or something. Does that make me a less person than him or any, is he any better than I am? No. What it means is that he has put his body through more stress in life. Because the way that your muscles get stronger is to put them under stress. And that goes the same for your spiritual constitution. If everything's a flowery bed of ease, you're going to be just a tub of jelly. See? But God's got to put you through the ringer sometimes. He's got to put you through stress in your life that makes you a stronger person. You take an older man, maybe in the hard knocks are coming, and a young man, he's just shaking. He don't know what to do about it. And I told him, I said, I'm older than you are. I've been through a lot more. I've been, it don't mean I'm no better than you are. But I've had the hard knocks. I've got knocked down so many times and had to get right back up again. But that's life. And that's a training ground for us. That's boot camp. You're not going into battle until you go to boot camp. Got to go through the training. Got to go through that strength training. You got to go through the endurance training. And God is not going to put anything on you unless you're ready for it now. Is that right? So be ready. Because it's coming. Now, Brother Branham said this. Now there was the hardest and most treacherous time of my life. When I raised up and looked at her and I thought, Satan put in my mind, well, you mean as hard as you've preached? See, he's having a pity party. Feeling sorry for herself. Devil, oh, he loves that. That's one party he can throw. He can give you a pity party. And that's a danger zone because when you're going through grief, and you're going through a hard trial. It's a lot, feels a whole lot better to turn that grief into anger. It's easier to deal with. You can blame somebody. You can blame somebody or you can blame something. You know, in this world today, accidents just don't happen. Somebody's always to blame. See? Always got to blame somebody for something. And in that little place right there, of grief that you're hurting so bad. You want to turn that, it's so easy to turn it to anger. But let me tell you, that's the danger zone. That's where Satan lives right there. When, that thing, when you get to that point, and you will, one day you'll get to that point, always remember to turn that thing over to God. Look at what Brother Branham did right here. Satan put in my mind, well, you mean as hard as you've preached? And the way you've lived. Now when it comes to your own baby, he'll turn you down. And I said, that's right. If he can't save my baby, then I can't. See? He almost listened to what the devil had to say. Then I stopped. I just didn't know what to do. And he said, I said, Lord, you gave her to me. And you've taken her away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If you take even me, I'll still love you. Now, that's the so what. That's the, that's the danger zone that the devil has for all of us. 
Because what will happen if you let that slide over to the anger side? There's a, there's a, there's a place in there that you're not going to be able to do anything with that anger. That's where vengeance comes from. That's where hatred comes from, malice and all these things. So you can't vent it. You can't get revenge. What are you going to do? So then you get depressed. Because really depression is, is anger. It's an unmet need in your life. It's an unmet expectation, realistic expectation. That becomes anger, then that turns into depression. And that depression, it can take you down so low. It'll pull you away from fellowship. You won't want to talk to nobody. You won't want to go to church. You won't want to put on a tape. You don't want to sing. You don't want to play mute. You don't want to do any of the things that you used to do. But that's what the devil wants you to do. That's exactly as good as he would have it. To have you in a dark place, in a deep, dark place. That's where, that, that's where the devil lives, see? And then what happens if you can't get rid of that depression? And then that anger is built with it and that self-pity. Oh, woe is me. I deserve better than this. I don't deserve to be going through this. I wanted more time with him. I wanted, I, 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 I. It's all about me. But when you start thinking about, oh God, I claimed him for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I have an assurance. My hope is anchored in nothing less. I know one thing. I, I want to give this testimony. You believe that God can give you a, a message from 15 years before it ever even happens? We were up in uh, Brother Roy Shrewsbury's and Brother Billy Paul Branham was there. Gave his testimony. Gave a wonderful just a moving testimony, as, as always. Just the Holy Spirit came down, and Brother Steve and Brother Bobby was there, and my wife and my children, we were all there, and my goodness, my son Joseph was down. He got in the floor, and he had his hands up, just trembling, praising God, about 11 years old, 12 years old. How that when he went up after the service, Brother Billy Paul was there, and he had his Bible, and he took his Bible and went up and said, Brother Billy, I want you to sign my Bible. And Brother Billy Paul signed it right on the fly leaf there. And, and so the other day, um, about a month ago when he passed, I was been up all night, laying there all night. Oh, my, I just you couldn't go to, I couldn't go to sleep. I just kept seeing him in my, in my mind. I get up and I, I go. I, I, I'm thinking about when Brother Brandon went beyond the curtain of time. And I was thinking about that and how that when he was there and, and he, he said, when I got there, he said, you know, all the millions of people came running to him. They said, oh, our precious brother. And they said, one day when Jesus comes, we'll go back to earth and you'll be judged for what you've preached. And when you're accepted, and if you're accepted, which you will be, then you'll present us to him as trophies of your ministry. And he said about that time, and so a voice said, press the battle. And he looked down, and he, he felt something lick his hand, and there was a dog right there. That was old Fritz, his hunting dog. 
And he heard something nicker, and there was his horse. Now, if you go back and you remember when Danny Henry had a, he was, Brother Branham said he was just a um, Baptist member of the full gospel businessman. Didn't even know anything about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But he said he came up and got a hold of Brother Branham and immediately started speaking in tongues in perfect French. And it was, it was interpreted by a UN interpreter, a man named Victor Leduc. And he wrote it out, and it was, it was um, there was like witnesses there, three, two or three other ones. A woman came up and, and different ones. And it paraphrased, and I, don't, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it said, because you've chosen the hard way, which is my way, a great portion of heaven awaits you. What a reward. I want to take that hard way, don't you? Oh, I'll take the way of the Lord's despised few. Greater portion of heaven awaits you. So when he got up, when he went beyond the curtain of time, and he, and you'll, you'll have to go back and listen to it again. It'll do your heart good. And a voice spoke twice and said, All that you ever loved and all that ever loved you will be here. What a reward. Said it again. All that you ever loved and all that ever loved you will be there. Well, I remember that. And I got up and I got his Bible. And I picked up the Bible and I opened up the fly leaf. And Brother Billy Paul had signed his name, Brother Billy Paul Branham. And under it, he wrote Matthew 10, 41. Brother, can you pull that up on the screen? Matthew 10, 41. I didn't even know what it was. I've read it. But when it comes up, I want you to read it with me. And it was like the Lord just confirming something to me that he had wrote in his Bible. I guess that was probably back, probably 10 years before. I guess it was about 10 years. And it was just a confirmation to me. You know, sometimes the Lord just gives you things on purpose, don't he? And it's just for you. Amen. Whenever it comes up, brother. There it is. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. He that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. I put that on my son's grave marker. Because I believe that if we receive... The word of this hour. We'll be beneficiaries of that same reward. Like Brother Jason said, that same faith that you have in your heart for your loved one, even if you die and go by way of the grave, when you come up, that faith is still alive. Amen. He said, I believe what is the Holy Ghost. He said, there'll be a power working in this church one day that'll be so powerful. The Holy Ghost will be moving to literally draw the dead from the graves. Christ in us. He's looking for empty vessels to fill. We got to empty out first. Remember the story of Elisha? When the widow woman, her husband died and her sons were going to be sold to pay the debt. He said, go get vessels. All, this is all we got. Go borrow some. Get all you can get. Fill it up. God's looking for empty vessels this morning. But we got to empty out of everything that's not like him. Amen. Amen. 
Lord, help me. Covered that already. So now, what do we do? Now what? That's so what? We had what? So what? Now what? So we know what the danger is. What do we do about it? How do we avoid falling into that trap? You know, you can benefit from counselors. Even, even Solomon said that in a multitude of counselors, we have safety. I believe in that. I believe we need to, if you're going through something, find somebody who can, you can talk to. And you can, you know, godly men. I'm not talking about these reprobates out there, but I mean godly men and women. Somebody who's been through the trials and been through the tribulations. And, 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 and you know, I listen to people even on the radio, some of these ministers. And, and I listen to these men. I'm I'm, I'm thinking to myself, why do I enjoy them? Me and my wife are talking about that. Why do I enjoy them so much? They don't know the truth like, like we know it. But my soul can really benefit from what they're saying. And I'll tell you what it comes down to. They may not have the knowledge, but the men have wisdom. And they've been through some of the things. They've been through the hard knocks. And as much as they know, they have, they have come through the fire, so to speak. And they have something to offer. Amen? Brother Bram said Billy Graham had the Holy Ghost. But he was anointed and he was ordained to do what he did. He couldn't do what Brother Branham did. Brother Branham couldn't do what he did. He was in a certain place and he stayed in his position. Amen. Now we can talk about these issues that we're having. We can, we can go through all kinds of things. But we've got to realize there's only one relief from the pain. And that's God. He's the only way. Now, we, we know that in, on, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, it says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Amen. Comma. And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you must believe, first off, that God is, not was, not will be, but he is right now. He is the God of now. He, told, even, he even told that to Moses, I am that I am. Not I will be or, or I was. But he is the ever present tense God right now to meet the need that you have. And you must believe that. It won't do you a bit of good to get on your knees and say, well, this might work. No, no, no. You must believe. Even as Paul said that the weapons that we pick up every day that we have is the, is the breastplate of righteousness. Amen. Oh, put it on every morning. Oh, yeah. Put on the helmet of salvation. Yeah. But he said this, above all. What is it? The shield of faith. Because that's what operates all the rest of them. Amen. You've got to have faith. If a little child gets a thorn in its finger, if it don't think its mama can help it, it won't go to mama. It won't go to daddy. But it must believe that daddy can help it. Take that thorn out. Oh, what a terrible thing that would be for a child to not have the confidence in its own father. That it, Daddy, I got a splinter. Can you help me get it out? See? But a lot of times we don't go to God. We don't take, like the song says, have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? Take it to the Lord in prayer. See? We've got to take it to Him. And I know that sounds simple, but when you're going through the battle and you're wringing your hands and walking the floor and you don't know what to do with yourself, you better remember where to take that grief to. Take that anger to. It's got to go somewhere. 
Don't let it stay inside because it'll fester and it'll grow into something that's ugly. It will. It'll turn into something real bad. And, and you'll, well, I've done said that, it'll pull you away. It'll, it'll, put, it'll fill your life with bitterness and anger, amen? He is the I am that I am. So what do we do? We've got to give him everything. Cast all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. You've got to believe that he does. And, and when you're praying, I'll go through days, sometimes it hits you and you're, you're going through uh, regret, sorrow, pain, anger, hopelessness, all these feelings. Every one of them, take it to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Let me tell you something, when you're going through that, if you're, maybe you're, it don't have to be losing a loved one, it could be financial trouble. Uh, you want to talk about something that will weigh on your mind more than almost anything is when you can't pay your bills. Or your, your job's in jeopardy. You might be losing your home or something like that's going on. It'll shake you and you just can't hardly get no rest or no peace or nothing. Say, God, it's just, this is stronger than I can do. This is stronger than I can handle. It's too strong for me, God. Help me. That's what God wants you to do. Sometimes he allows things to come into your life just to drive you to him. Say, God, I can't do this. And, and just say, oh, God, I give it to you in the name of Jesus Christ. You may not feel immediate relief. I'm not going to promise that you will. But I tell you what, if you do it over and you do it over again, God will replace that grief with joy. He'll replace that anger with happiness. He'll replace that, that sadness with, oh, my, just exaltation. The next time somebody sees you, you'll have hands lifted up. You'll be praising his holy name. Because the devil wants to get you down into a place to where you feel like that you are nobody and you're nothing. Tell you another thing he'll do to you. He'll remind you of your past. Is that right? Ooh. Me and Brother Jason were talking in the back. And I heard this also, too, that the psychologists are talking and how they had all this out there that positive thinking, the power of positive thinking, it's so good. Well, that ain't, that's okay, but if you've got this negativity over here, you're just piling positive on top of it. you still got negativity there. The best thing to do is get rid of the negative feeling, the negative thoughts. Empty out of those things. You, you, you can take, you say, well, I can't do it. God can. Say, God, I can't do it. Help me with this negative thought that I've got. I'm always thinking negative about myself. I'm worried about the end of the world. I'm worried about making this bill. I'm worried about getting sick or cancer or this, that, and other. God, take these things from me and restore unto me. Give me that joy that I need. The joy of my salvation. Because he promised that he would do it. He's the God of our refuge, amen. He is our refuge. And that's the title of this message this morning, My Refuge. It's not in a bottle. It's not in a pill. It's not in a self-help program. It's not in all these things that people do. But take it to God. Go straight to Him. Say, oh God, I give this to you. I can't handle it. I can't hold it anymore. And He said, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. But we've got to believe that He'll take it from us. See? 
comes back down to faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So we've got to believe that he'll do it. Now, here's something else the devil would do. See, the God is also the God of your past. As we're seeing now in the, as the nation is progressing, we see how that, that they are trying to rewrite history. And, and there's, a, there's a funny thing about that. Because if you do it in the negative, if you rewrite history and, and, you, and you present a different version of historical facts, you can literally steer the future of a nation. You can steer the direction that the nation goes in by rewriting what the past was. Because if, if, just take Germany. If they continually look back in the past with a, uh, a, a wonderful view of Nazism, and they look back in the past and said, oh, the glory days of the Nazi party, then what would the future look like? They would be steering to the same direction from where they came from. But they had to look back into the past and see what a terrible thing that was. And it steered the country into a completely different direction. As far away from the past as it was. See? And they're doing that with America now in the negative. They're taking all of the principles that were godly. And they're saying, oh, it was a bunch of racist bigots that started the country. And so now it's tainted everything they've written, including the Constitution. So all these things should be changed by a new enlightened group of people who are running the country nowadays. And that's the direction that it's moving into, see? So you can take that in a positive and a negative. But now let's take it into a a positive view. And let's see what God wants you to see about your own life and about your own past. Because there's one thing I found out is that I know that if a child is abused as a child and and specifically molested, um, that child will grow up with a tainted view of its own self. It'll grow up with guilt and it'll grow up with depression and it'll manifest itself in drug use and promiscuity and all kinds of, of terrible things that it had nothing to do with. It was not its fault. It was a victim in the affair but they're looking at what happened to them with adult eyes when what happened to them they were a child and Paul said when I was a child I thought as a child but you're looking at yourself and you're condemning yourself for what happened to you back then see and you'll grow up thinking but when you realize that I I was a victim in that I had nothing to do with that. Then you're set free from that thing. And then you can go on and then you know that God has set you free. I had nothing to do with that. The guilt is gone. Guilt of the past. And it's, what is, where is the guilt then put back onto the one who did it to start with? And that goes for you and I with a life of sin that we had. Satan might try to come and condemn you. Look at what you did. Look at the life you lived. Look at all the things that you did. Oh, but let's put that guilt right back on the one where it come from. Had nothing to do with me. Satan, you tricked me into it. You talked me into it. I got out there, yeah, I strayed away. 
But thank God, he called my name. I'm not carrying the guilt anymore. I'm not carrying. I'm not carrying it anymore. Back on the devil where it belongs. Amen. Praise be to God. Do you have that picture? Could you find that picture? You couldn't find it. That's okay. Brother Branham. Well, this is a this is a uh, brother. Could you get my phone off the desk back there? I I want to show it. I might be able to. This is a poem by Corey Ten Boom. She was a Holocaust survivor. Talk about going through some hard times. I mean, you and I haven't hardly seen anything. Her whole Bethel Tabernacle sound booth at gmail.com. Well, this is the poem that she wrote, or I don't know if she wrote it, but this is the one she would give. It says, life is but a weaving. My life is but a weaving between my God and me. I cannot choose the colors he weaveth steadily. Oft times he weaveth sorrow, and I in foolish pride. Forget he sees the upper, and I the underside. Till the loom is silent, and the shuttles cease to fly, will God unroll the canvas and reveal the reason why. Let's see if I can find that picture. You might be able to see it from my phone. It's, is it the it, I think I, it's... I don't know if you can see this. It's uh, it's kind of a mess, ain't it? Can you see that? Just colors. You see that? Hey, some of you may have seen this before, but it's just an old mess of colors and red and green and all kinds of things like that. But there's something that takes place. Can y'all see it back there? You see? There's something that takes place in the life of a believer that believes in what God can do. It says, God unrolls the canvas and reveal the reason why. The dark threads are as needful as the weaver's skillful hand, as the threads of gold and silver in the pattern he has planned. He knows, he loves, he cares, nothing this truth can dim. He gives the very best to those who trust him. Now that was the side that we see. That's our life. That's the life that we're looking at. All we see is a mess. We see the trials. We don't understand why. But the flip side, that was a tapestry. And the flip side of that tapestry is what God is weaving for us. Can you see that? There's the crown right there. But that's the flip side of it. The back side is a jumbled mess. It's just nasty looking old strings. That's your life. That's your trials. That's your troubles. But what God is weaving in your life right now is a crown of glory. First Peter, when the chief, 5-4, says, When the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory. 
fadeth not away. I'm ready for the chief shepherd to come at you. Oh, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Brother Branham said this on the life story. He said, some people say he made mistakes. That's fine. That's okay. He was a man. A man. Elijah was a man. John the Baptist was a man. Brother Branham said, and may all my mistakes in life only be a stepping stone to others. So is it okay if you made mistakes? That's all right with me. If it'll be a stepping stone for me. That would bring them closer to thee. Grant it, Lord, may sinners see the footprints on the sands of time. May they be led to thee. In Psalms 46, it says, God is our refuge and strength. Very present help in trouble. Therefore will we not fear. Though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. And then the 10th verse. It says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. He's our refuge. Do you love him this morning? That's all I have. I think that's enough. God is our refuge. He's my strength. He's my hope. And I, I pray that he's every one of your hope. That when the trials come, when the, when the temptations come, that you can breathe that holy name in prayer. That God is stronger than I am. You're the God of my future. You're the God of my past. I give this grief to you. I give this sadness to you. I give this heartache to you. I give all my trials, all the things that, that keeps me, Lord, from reaching that place where I need to be. I, I want to get close. Now, we sing that song. We say, Lord, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, Lord, to draw closer to you. But I wonder how many of us really know what we're singing. You, you really get a wake-up call when it happens, when it comes down your way. When I found it out, I said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's nothing within. I tell you what, I, if it was me, I'd be a, a, a sobbing wreck somewhere. But it's God who, who holds you. It's God who lifts you up. And when you make him the center of your life, amen, he can take all the hurt. He can take all the pain. Why he took it into himself. You know, there's another scripture. There's two times in the Bible where it said that somebody's, somebody was almost vexed to death. Almost to death. One was, was Samson. When Delilah was, was wearing upon him and wearing upon him. And he loved her, but she didn't love him. And, and she had him down. And, and, and he was so infatuated with her. And, he, and she kept saying, you, you, you've mocked me and, and you won't tell me your secret. The devil wants to know your secret this morning. He wants to know everything, what makes you tick. He wants to know how to get your strength from you. And that's what she was doing to him. And the Bible says that she vexed his soul unto death. 
that he wanted to die. He couldn't handle it. He wanted to kill himself. That he got into such a state from her bewitching and her, her um, what Jezebel spirit is all it is. You want to talk about the spirits, they don't die. The Bible talks about seven spirits of God in Revelation. Are there seven gods? No. It's the seven manifestations of the same spirit of God. And so is that devil of Jezebel who was manifested in Jezebel, manifested in Delilah, manifested in Herodias, and manifested in this day also to try to tempt the sons of God and the daughters of God away from the kingdom of God. Satan will work and he'll do everything he can. Let me tell you something. There's another scripture in the Bible where it said another man who was sorrowed unto death. That was Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, I'm sorrowful even unto death. Not that he wanted to die, but that he had to take death on him. How was it that the author of life, the giver of life, and the author of holiness and righteousness had to take my unrighteousness upon him and my death? He stood in my stead, amen. And he took it upon himself. Oh, God, help me this morning. God, I'm sorry that you did that. But I'm so glad that you did. And I give you all my grief. I give you my sorrow. I give you, you're the God of my tomorrow. You're the God of my past. And I give everything to you this morning. Amen. Let me tell you something. There's, Brother Bram said that, that you, you say, well, how, how, did, how did Samson get into such a, a position to where he wanted to die? Brother Bram said this when them young women come down the hallway. He was up in Canada and they were drinking, wearing their underclothes and saying, kicked up their leg, said, whoopee, this is life. Brother Bram said, it's not life. He said, I took him by the hand and said, it's death. You don't realize what you're doing. He said, that kind of a lifestyle, he said, will lead you to suicide. It'll pull you so far away from God and hopelessness. And the devil wants to get you out there and even lead you to put your gun, put a gun to your head. You don't think that's what happened to Samson? He got into such a place that he wanted to die. He didn't care. He wanted her so much that if I can't have her, I don't even want to live. She's all, and I'll give her the secret. See, gave it up. Satan will get you to a place. You may not get weak the first day you leave church. Maybe not even this first week or the first month. But just like a, you take an old, like we had a wood stove, and you take a hot coal out of that wood stove, and it's bright and it's hot and it's burning, and you take that coal out of that stove, and it's still hot and it's bright and it's burning, and you set it over here on the hearth. Give it just a minute. It'll get darker, darker, darker. And finally, it's just an old lump of coal. Nothing. No life, no heat, no nothing back in it. And that's a believer. If God, if the devil can take you out of church and get you away from believers and get you out from among the fellowship, now he's got you out on his grounds. The sheep leaves the sheepfold, the wolves will come out. As long as you stay in that sheepfold, you're safe. There's safety. Stay in that sheepfold. 